With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And welcome to the audio choke here at MMATorch.com, a uh, mixed martial arts love letter from the 49th state. As every week, and I'm Tobin Shelby. And I'm Matt Collins. Greg Rowland, where are you? We miss you, buddy. I sent him a text message that was a question mark, and I wonder where he is. Maybe he got into a car wreck while reading your text. Well, I can certainly hope so, because I can't think of another rude thing he could do to keep us waiting. If he did actually get in a car wreck, we're going to have to like delete this. Because we'll sound like terrible, ter- terrible human beings. But, uh, well, all right. If, if if Greg, you are in a car accident, I'm super sorry, and I really hope you're okay. Yes. Now get your ass over here to the podcast. I don't. You're getting me all bugaboo up in the head, dude. It's all about confidence. Yeah. It's about confidence, Tobin. It's the confidence that Nick Diaz brings into every single fight of his career. But not in his interviews. No. Man, is he a terrible on-camera interview. Yes. Well, you know, he's a thug. Thug life, man. He looks like a five-year-old who had thrown a rock through a window and got called on it. Uh-huh. Like, they did the pre-fight interview, like, backstage with, like, the sports reporter, and he was, like, in his hoodie and jeans and whatever. And, like, he wasn't even looking at the camera or the reporter asking him questions. And he was, like, kind of mush-mouthed. And, like, it was really awkward. But uh, luckily he made up for it by beating K.J. Noons. Yeah, at, you would uh, think Strike that Force, a guy yeah. that loves... Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, K.J. Noons at Strike Force. So there's a Strike Force this weekend, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. And you'd think of like, a guy that's so into kicking ass and talking about kicking ass, be able to just turn on the, the kick-ass talking-ness uh, when it's time to go. But I guess... I just don't think he cares. Yeah. Uh, I think it really is just like a commitment thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm sure he, he clearly is good at fighting and likes to fight. But, yeah, as far as, like, any of the – and, like, he no-showed a press conference call before the event and all that. So, I mean, he's just not really interested in the promotion aspect at all. Sure. Which is too bad because, uh, you know, when he turns it on, you know. It's awesome. Those, he just wants the hunk of Mayhem Miller, I yeah, guess. Those Diaz brothers really know how to promote a fight when they do it right. You know, yeah. Flipping people the birds and Woo. all that good stuff. So what happened at Strike Force? Let's go over that. Yeah, so uh, Strike Force on Showtime Saturday, October 9th. Dun dun dun! Is when it all went down, and you know uh, it was one of their more solid cards in recent memory. Not like their most like uh, like amazing, like oh I can't believe that fight was crazy, but like top to bottom it was all really solid action, and it was uh, there was none of the uh, the the quote unquote like freak show fights or like uh, there's no. Uh, maybe the first fight was a bit of a mismatch, but it wasn't like, you know, on paper. It egregious. Was, yeah, right, it wasn't yeah, on, an egregious and, mismatch. And on paper, it wasn't like a huge mis- mismatch. Um, but, yeah, no, it was a really solid top-to-bottom card. And There's that's no, great. Uh, that's good for, like, you know, expanding the brand. You know, you don't need – well, you do need sensationalism in a lot of the fight yeah, games. But have you, you have yeah. to build it from yeah. somewhere. Yeah, and this seemed to be, like, one of those cards where, like, afterwards you could actually say, like, oh, well, like, th- there was, like, direction to take afterwards. Because that's some of the things with uh, Strike Force in general that people have complained about and – you know, Showtime, uh, is that, you know, they have a card, and you're like, okay, well, what did that mean? You know, like, oh, we just had this fight, and it was a good fight, but, like, uh, what do we do with those fighters now? Like, who who goes, wh- where do you go from here? And this was kind of one of the cards where it kind of stuck out, like, oh, all these guys have, like, all all the people in these fights, the winners have, like, paths they can take. There are options for them, and none of them were, like, not all of them were, like, solidified, but there, there's options for these guys, which is nice, seeing a little... Hopefully this will be a, a continuing trend. Yeah, a road um, progression. I mean, they're right. just kind of building the band, brand right now in Strike Force, and the video game's coming out, so yeah. that's going to be very helpful. So right now is a very important time for them to put on really good cards. And yeah. Now, it's a it's a crapshoot a lot of the time, but that's why you pay some dude a lot of money to, to uh, be able to put together a card that can flow pretty well and not get stale. And that's why you don't always need the the, the headlines, the sensational right. aspect of it. We're like, three championship fights in one two-hour card. Like, Oof. that could totally yeah. blow up in your face. Yes, it could. Yes, it could. 
But uh, yeah, no, this was a, a nice card, and, and you mentioned like the headline. This was a, in, in uh, Strike Force's quote unquote home base, home territory of San Jose. Hey now! Uh, but it was not headlined by uh, Kung Lee or Frank Shamrock, uh, but Nick Diaz, Northern California guy. All right. Um, but you know, I heard it uh, got pretty decent uh, crowd. You know, crowd in like, I think seven, eight thousand people, which is good for like a non, like pulling out the big gun. Like Nick Diaz is a star, but like as far as drawing power goes, I mean, yeah, like who. You know, he's not like the... the not, no, no, I mean, Diaz kind of is a name. Yeah, yeah it, but it, he's, it, he's not a movie star. Yeah, he's he's not a shamrock. Six, 7,000 people. Yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty solid. Yeah. And it sounds like they made decent money, uh, at least with the life gate. So that, that's that's encouraging. But yeah, I mean, overall, I, I like the, the, the fight card. Uh, I guess we should kind of break down. We'll start with the main event. We mentioned Nick Diaz uh, got his revenge, his vengeance uh. on KJ Noons. So now there'll be a rubber match. Uh, eventually, it sounds like they were they were talking about it, which uh, you know uh, down the road. Seems to be the next you know right. step after a while. Right, like down they the road, can they can really milk that. it. You yeah. know, if both guys are around for a while. Right, and this thing because uh, KJ Jennings beat Nick Diaz a few years back. It was Nick Diaz's uh, most recent loss, mm-hmm. um, and it was a uh, it was cut stoppage after the first round, I believe. Uh, you know, KJ Jennings caught him. Nick Diaz pretty good over the eyebrow. You know, in the eyebrow, and they they, they stopped the fight. Obviously, it was a bad cut. Uh, and since then, they've been kind of like lo- both of them kind of been lobbying for that rematch. Um, and that fight took place at like 160, oh, 160 pounds, which is kind of a made-up elite XC welterweight. I'm sorry, a lightweight division, but basically so they accommodate that fight. But um, you know, and and that that was a quicker fight, ended in the first or right after the first round, I believe. But this one, you know, five-round war, and it, it was really good. Um, you know, I was really impressed when after the fight that uh, KJ Nunes had broken his uh, his hand and his jaw in that fight early on, like one in the first round, one in the second from round. From a punch? Or uh, well, I would assume the jaw was from a punch, and then the hand was from No, punching. the jaw broke itself. Yes. yes. It was like, uh, oh, I don't want to uh, do this anymore. Uh, Maybe he broke his jaw from flicking his hair back too many times. Because he did that a lot. Uh, me and my roommate, who doesn't watch as much MMA, he's not as obsessive about it as me, but he, he definitely noticed, too, that KJ Nunes, he needs a haircut. Mm-hmm. It's not well, like Clay Guida bad, but he was like Clay Guida just ignores it. And yeah, keeps he gets going. through it. Like, but, like that's KJ Nunes kept constantly like getting, you know, not really, not like pausing or anything. Like, like really quick, he'd be like, you know, have his hands up, you know, kind of dancing around a little bit, and then just really quick, like put his hands up and flip back his hair a little bit. And it was like really noticeable, and it was it was really bizarre. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, all right, kind of man, distracting just, like, yeah, just, just put on a, put on a hat or something, man. Mm-hmm. Pipe with a hat on. We don't care. Or, or have, your quarterman, net. have your quarterman cut your hair between rounds. Rounds, yeah. yeah, or get an Arby's net over your head. Right, but but. It's, but overall, it was really good. It was a really impressive uh, display of a stand-up in MMA. And it Which you don't see that often anymore. Right. And, and the thing is, it wasn't like the crazy, like, balls-to-the-wall, like, nonstop action. It was, it was like, technical. It's technical. And that's, yeah, really the, the crazy balls, you know, out action isn't the most technical stuff. Right. That's it's where you kind of, But it just yeah. guys, like, windmilling at each other. For right. The most part. You, you get into bar fighting territory, and that's where a lot of, a lot of the fun right. is of it. But it's nice to... See people taking some boxing seriously, which can totally be overlooked. Yeah, and K- you can see. I mean, KJ Nunes has boxing, like pro boxing experience. You see, like just the, his style and stuff. You, you saw that a lot. And uh, you know, Nick Diaz has that unorthodox Diaz brother style, but still very technical. The both of them like kind of choosing their choosing their shots. A lot of a lot of body shots involved too, which you don't see as much of in MMA. And those are very effective, especially yeah. if you know how to use them. So it's good to see them using yeah. tools uh, in boxing that have been. Somewhat ignored in the uh, sport for a few years. Well, yeah, and definitely the body shots in MMA, at least. I mean, part of that is the the length of the fight. You know, can they be as effective in a shorter fight? Whereas you know, boxing goes on for rounds and rounds and rounds, and at most MMA is going to be a twenty five minute five round fight. You know, so how effective can those be? But uh, you know, I, I think it's uh, interesting to mix it up. And um, you know, you're never going to see like as uh, as smooth or as as slick, uh, you know, boxing or stand up in an MMA because you have to. Even though this fight rarely went, you know, tried, you know, went to the ground. Um, There's nothing to say that the next one won't. Right. You, you, yeah, you, you have, have to be ready for everything. Yeah, like boxing, you can work solely on your stand-up technique because you don't have to worry about a guy throwing a leg kick or a guy going for a takedown. And, the, like, even if you don't think it's going to happen, there's still that option in MMA. Even in kickboxing, yeah. you know, you can just ignore the takedowns. Right, et cetera, yeah, yeah. Et But, uh, no, a very, very good fight. And, uh, you know, there was a bit of a scare when Nick Diaz got cut over the eye again. Oh. But it, it, it wasn't as bad. It wasn't as, like, you know, like... He wasn't the quote-unquote crimson mask, you know. Um, but I think that was uh, early on, earlier in the fight, you know, one of the earlier rounds. 
Um, that was pretty interesting. But, yeah, Nick Diaz took the unanimous de- decision. I think rightfully so. But a f- fun fight. And, yeah, down the road I'd like to see, a, you know, maybe the rubber match. The thing is, you know, these guys are in, these guys are in different weight classes. KJ Nunes came up to a, a welterweight for the fight. And, uh, you know, he, the size was difference was, you know, not egregious. But, I mean, it's pretty obvious, you know, Nick Diaz cuts weight to make, you know, welterweight. And KJ Nunes, you know, just didn't. You know, he probably ate a few more burgers or whatever, you know. So, you know, you have a bit of that size discrepancy. But, uh, you know, I'd favor Nick Diaz in a rematch, but I'd like to see it down the road at some point. Um, so where's uh, Nick Diaz going from now? So he has a path, he has a road he can take? Yeah, well, um, here's the thing. Uh, Paul Daly, I don't know if we mentioned on the, it, on, on the podcast specifically, but obviously Paul Daly signed with Strike Force. He's got a fight coming up here. Uh, Sounds reasonable. You know, in the next, uh, I think by the end of this year, I got to... I was too much of a bad boy for everybody else. Right, you know, he, he's on the wrong side of Dana White, but, uh, you know, Strike Force will take him. And, and you know, he's a, he's a quality fighter, you know. Despite his uh, post-fight antics, uh, you know, Paul Daly, uh, you know, talk about good stand-up, fun guy to watch. Um, you know, I, provided he gets past his next uh, next fight, um, you know, I, I'd say you got to throw his name in there for, uh, you know, and I'd love to see Nick Diaz-Paul Daly fight. That'd like, be great. I think, I think Paul Daly could bring out the smack-talking Nick Diaz, first mm-hmm. of all, uh, but I, I, I would love to see that fight down the line. And, uh, you know, uh, KJ Nunes, go back down to uh, lightweight, uh, maybe get another uh, – Fight against maybe maybe a Josh Thompson who won won his fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Thompson, not I always it's Tom- Josh. Well, it, it's Josh Thompson. Josh, I, I, you always go with the Whedon, don't you? You always think of the no. Whedon. I was saying his last name, Tom- Thompson versus Thompson. Thompson versus Thompson. You're totally like missing P versus Thompson Thompson. Right. Oh. Yeah. I wasn't listening to you. You tried. Did you just get a text from Greg? I did. Oh, dude, podcast, what? Uh, Yeah, can we call him? Yeah, we can call him. Okay. No, no, we shouldn't. Seems like it might be loud. Hey. There you are. What's going on, man? How'd you just forget about this? We've done this for (laughs) over six months. You know, I don't even have a good excuse. I was just sitting at home playing rock band, and then I looked at my phone. It's like, oh, man, it's Monday night. We're supposed to be recording a podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my bad. Yeah. That's, that's all right. right. All right, so we were just uh, talking about Nick Diaz and KJ Noons, and uh, we wrapped up about that. Do you have any thoughts about uh, about what happened, what took place? Stephen Diaz. Winning yeah. a fight, striking, and then uh, being kind of nice to KJ Noons, but also insulting at the same time in the post-fight interview. Yeah, and I heard he got into a... Uh, uh, very close altercation with uh, Mayhem. Yeah, backstage altercation at Strike Force. Luckily, it was not on camera, and uh, double not luckily, Gus yet. Johnson was not around to, to tell the audience that sometimes these things happen in MMA. Yeah. I think that was the big part was that, uh, you know, it wasn't on CBS. Yeah. Uh, because I would have actually liked to have seen it. Uh, but sadly, sadly, no. Yeah, so uh, I, I was just saying maybe, you know, uh, Paul Daly's in Strike Force now. Maybe after he gets, if he gets a win in his next fight, we'll see uh, Diaz versus uh, Daly. But uh, you know, there's always that Mayhem Miller fight out there, and you know the the rubber match for for De- uh, Diaz and uh, Nunes. So there's a couple options for him at least. But uh, I don't want to yeah. see the rematch anytime or the rubber match anytime soon. I don't think the rubber match is really necessary. Um, it's just so something I, they have, you know. Yeah, I mean, down the line, I suppose if Nunes continues to be impressive. Uh, but really, like, Nunes was like a, who is that guy when he beat Diaz the first time? Right, he, KJ Nunes is the guy who beat Nick Nick Diaz, was basically yeah. it, yeah. So now Nick has avenged that loss, and he's the champion. Um, that doesn't really set up much of a reason for the rubber match, right. as interesting as it may be. Um, well, this is, this is strike force, so they don't necessarily need a reason. Yeah, they, they do what they want, damn it. Exactly, or they but, do what um, Showtime tells them. But uh, the Paul Daly match, I could see as being a possibility, even though, you know, we're talking about this before Daly's actually done anything within the organization. Yeah. But, I mean, Dan, Dan Henderson walked right into a title shot. Yeah. Uh, based on name value alone. So um, there's no reason they couldn't do that. And, you know, it'd be an interesting fight. And who else do they have to throw at Diaz? I mean, they've been picking up guys from wherever to fight him. He fought Zarumskis, who was not even a strike force fighter. He was a dream fighter. Yeah. And then uh, they had Nunes jump weight to, to fight him. So it's not like they've got a whole lot of welterweights to feed him. Yeah, and um, 
I know uh, Paul Daly's fighting Scott Smith on the December Strike Force card. Uh, I know uh, uh, Man Cyborg also, you know, been bandied about as a, a potential maybe down the line challenger to uh, Nick Diaz, who uh, he also just recently beat uh, Zaramskis. So, oh, couple, couple options there. Yes, that uh, that Scott Smith, he can pull it off though. Uh, you know, against Paul Daly. I don't know, man. The third round. <laughs> Paul Daly hits really hard. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying, if it goes, you know, past like ten minutes. Yeah, Scott Smith might Scott Smith the fight. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he, he's done crazier things. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, I was figuring, you know, KJ Newman's probably go back to lightweight, maybe fight uh, Josh Thompson, who uh, won his fight on Strike Force as well. Because you know, I, I think eventually KJ Newman's, you know, probably at, at, at lightweight at least has earned, a, you know, will earn a, a title shot. Uh, at Gilbert Melendez, but uh, you know, maybe maybe they want to give him one more fight after com- coming off of a loss at least. Uh, well, they didn't necessarily do that with uh, Marlos Kudin, and, so. and, and it worked out well for them. So yeah, that's a good point. But I mean, with the Lucky Land Slot, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh. Uh, a couple options there as well. We could see KJ Nunes versus Gilbert Melendez, or we could see the 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 trilogy Thompson and Melendez, or we could see uh, you know Thompson and Nunes at some point, or who knows. I think all of those fights sound pretty interesting. Yeah, be, those certainly be... more interesting than the uh, the Thompson Diaz trilogy there. Oh, uh, Thompson, yeah, yeah, the Nunes Diaz trilogy. Nunes Diaz, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Uh, so speaking of Thompson, he he took a uh, unanimous decision over uh, Jay Z Calvacante, somewhat controversial, uh, yeah. very, very close fight. Uh, the thing that really stood out to me, at least, well, and it also stood out to Josh Josh Thompson was uh, the the thirty twenty seven scorecard that one judge gave him. He actually admonished the the judge after the fight. He's like, "Come yeah. on, I, I did not win that fight thirty twenty seven. And like he I'll went, he him for that. It, it was like he'd been reading the internet recently. And like was doing all the calling for like, hey, we need to get these judges, you know, on the ball, that sort of thing. It was great. I loved it. Yeah, that was uh, pretty cool of him to say something like that. Uh, you know, like it's one thing to lose and be like, you know, I didn't lose thirty to twenty-seven. It should right. have been twenty-nine, twenty-eight. But to to win and be like, you know, I didn't deserve all those points. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely give him some props for that. There were some people. That were saying that he should have lost the fight, uh, 29-28? It, it was very close. Uh, I think it was the first round that was very close because uh, Jay-Z t- took the last round, I think, pretty obvious to most people. Tom- Thompson had the second. But it was, I think it was that first round in most people's eyes that was pretty pretty close. Interesting. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it, it was, it was a good, good fun fight. I mean... Uh, again, you know, a little bit of a n- not a major like upset or robbery or anything like that, but you know, once again, a l- little bit of controversy with the judging. Um, but I, mean, I, I know both Thompson and Calvacante are kind of injury prone, um, so you know, maybe they weren't up to uh, their best form. But uh, you know, it was still a pretty entertaining fight. I think I think it also helps that you know Thompson from California had that hometown pop going for him, which always kind of enlivens the atmosphere. I think. Yeah, it's always. Uh... You know, gets the crowd going, if nothing else. Yeah. Uh, the fight you mentioned, Marlos Kunin, a uh, bit of an upset, taking out Sarah Kaufman by armbar in the uh, in the third round. Yes. Very, new champion. Yeah, new, new champion. And, you know, there's a lot going around. Like, hey, she's coming down from 145. How is she earned a title shot at 135? But, uh, you know, she, she's a good fighter, and she she proved it. And um, now she's going to – Marlos Kunin taking on Misha Tate. That'll, that'll be uh, another – you know, look at that, too, you know, like some planning from Strike Force, some forward thinking. Yeah, that is totally unlike them. Yeah. That, that, you, say she, you say she moves down from 145, but I think she spent most of her career actually at 135 and jumped up to 145 for the, the shot against um, Cyborg earlier this year, if I remember correctly. That was uh, not her typical weight class. Right, yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure she's fought at both. I mean... Uh, but but either way, I mean, she definitely, um, you know, 
had a had a bit of a the height reach advantage in the in the uh, Kaufman fight, and, and it really showed. Uh, it was it was a good back and forth fight, pretty close until of course the arm bar there. But uh, you know we didn't see it was kind of I guess not the first time, but uh, you know one of the few times we've seen Kaufman really not not have a huge huge advantage on the feet. Because um, you know Kunin has Kunin has pretty good uh, pretty good kickboxing. It handled herself well. They got the clinch, all that good stuff. So, um, and then that uh, a little bit of controversy towards the end with the arm bar. Just that um, it seemed like the ref was out of position and didn't didn't call off the fight as soon as Kaufman tapped, and like you know, so the the, the hold went on a little bit longer than I think everyone would have preferred. Oh yeah, well that, that kind of thing happens sometimes. Right, and th- there was a little bit of a dust up right afterwards, but I mean Kaufman and Kunin talked and seemed to work it out, and Kunin was very apologetic and everything. You know, seem to seem to work out, but um, yeah, no, it's uh, I, 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 it was fun. I was, I was funny. I was talking to my talking to my roommate who I was watching the fights with, and uh, again, like he doesn't watch a lot of MMA, but you know, when I'm watching it, he'll he'll, he'll check it out unless it's Bellator. Cause really, he, he'll just fall asleep. No, I, I usually watch it like three in the morning or something like that. Um, but he he was kind of you know he was like oh that's that's weird. This is like one of the first women's fights I can remember that was kind of like evenly matched, and you know. Um, he should watch more MMA first of all, but I mean, kind of that is a, is a decent point, you know, for the for the most part, especially you know seeing seeing people fight up at you know the, the Chris Cyborgs at 145, you know those are most of those have not been you know back and forth you know close fights, and you know even I, you know I, I guess most of the Kaufman fights have been pretty pretty close, but she's been somewhat dominant at least. Yeah, and they can just really beat the heck out of each other, so it's kind of tough if you've got two. Wolverines, and you just throw them in, into a sack. It, it's hard to r- really give them an evil, e- even shot at, at one of them. One's gonna stumble, and then the other one's just gonna pounce and and smell blood, and, and off they go, just tarring and feathering each other. That was a that was quite the analogy. Yeah, well, you know, women are like Wolverines. <laughs> But yeah, no. Uh, but it, it, my roommate did make a good point. I think it was it was it was nice to see a, you know a good close fight like that. You know, going into I think it was a the submission came in round three. Yeah. Uh, but going into that round, it was you know it it was pretty close. You know, you're like oh maybe Conan won tw- two or maybe they each took one. Um, but yeah, and uh, we'll see what happens. You know, the women's 135 division with Marlos Conan in it. You know, again more depth. You know, Chris Cyborg kind of like is is the women's MMA name at this point, but she doesn't have as many good challenges at 145 just because that yeah you know, we talked time and time again about the 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 talent pool and it's just not being that deep at this point. And, and she's a bit of a monster. She's a bit well, of a monster. She's a bit of a Wolverine. What? A, a super Wolverine. Okay. A Wolverine with with lasers. Yeah, she's a lot of a Wolverine. Yeah. And then uh, the first fight of the card. I guess we can transition into that. Uh, Tyron Woodley. Uh, beating up Andre Galvao, uh, really, you know, with under, two, un, under two under two minutes in the first round, and it was, uh, you know, I was uh, I was making dinner when this fight happened, make myself some food, and I just kind of, you know, was glancing, keeping an eye on it, but it was just kind of not necessarily lackluster, but it was just kind of like over before it started. I think Woodley caught Galvao really quick early on, and and not didn't finish him early on, um, but, you know, dazed him. And, and Galvao just kind of seemed out of it for the remainder of the fight until, you know, a couple minutes later where he, uh, you know, went down. But, uh, you know, Tyron Woodley, uh, you know, landed a few heavy shots, and Galvao, a uh, jiu-jitsu guy, tried for the takedowns or going to guard, and just, you know, Woodley got a solid wrestling background, wasn't having it. And you could just tell someone was off with Galvao, and you know, one point, you know, Woodley landed a few shots. Galvao on the ground while Galvao was on the ground. When Galvao tried to get up, he kind of stumbled a little bit, and you know, that was kind of beginning and the end right there. But uh, you know, Tyron Woodley, this was his step up onto the main Showtime card. Uh, you know, they've been building him up through uh, the Strike Force Challengers, and it's nice to see one of those pay off. And you know, maybe I think he called out Nick Diaz, maybe. Uh, and, and, and that'd be a fight, you know. You, you, I'd like to see that fight eventually. But, it can uh, happen. Yeah, but uh, you know, I'd say you know, give Woodley another few fights if you guys, if Strikeforce has, you know, the the fights to give him. He won. He has yeah. heavy hands. Yeah. He beat up a jujitsu guy, you yeah. know, pretty decisively. So yeah. he's got um he's got a bright future ahead of him. Yeah. You know, there's a, always a lot of prospects, and there's always a lot of hype, you know, right. being thrown around. And so, just, you know, like, how how soon do you want to, you know, like, see if you can maybe build them up a few more fights, you know, some good challenging fights, of course, but, uh, you know, maybe you don't necessarily need to pull the trigger on a 
on a Woodley title shot anytime soon, necessarily. You know. Yeah, so, got to build the brand there, Strike Force. I yeah. think that they're finally they, making some good moves towards, yeah, including redesigning their logo. Really? Yeah, it's just, it's, oh, just snap. An, it's just an S now. None of this flaming, bleeding angel wings or whatever it was. Mm, yeah. Very mature of you. Yeah. Looks a little, little uh, maybe like the 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 Superman S a little bit, but oh. you know, just a just a simple thing. None of this, you know, uh, whips and chains hmm. marketing stuff. Yeah. It's, All right, just an S. So so perhaps a, a step in the right direction. Awesome. All right. So what else we got going on? Well, yeah. I mean, that was. I don't know if you had any more thoughts on the Strike Force card, Greg. But you know, you know, I, I almost forgot about it. Uh, we have, we have a UFC card to preview. <laughs> oh snap! I know, right? For this That's weekend. Way more important. Yeah. Whoa. What, what is it? What? What is it? UFC 120. Oh. This thing versus Akiyama. Oh man! From the free O2 Arena. TV. Yeah. Free free on Spike. Avoid the internet that guy uh, that day, guys. Yes. Thank you. Uh, tape delayed. You'll you'll get spoiled. So is this our retribution for? Gosh, I don't know. Uh, what are some of the a- everything Dana White has apologized for? Yeah, everything a- ever. Anderson Silva. Yeah. Um, I'd like to. Th- no, it's not because they give the, they give these cards away for free all the time. Like most of the overseas cards are free. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a few exceptions, obviously, but a lot of the Europe cards, like the European cards, are. So are people in Europe going to pay money for this? I don't think people in Europe pay money for any of the TV, uh, any of the UFC cards. Really? Yeah, I think they all have it. Because they want a foot in the European market so badly that they're just willing to give it out over there? I mean, I guess this is actually a deeper question than what we have, were prepared for. Right, like off the top of my head, but I mean, I couldn't tell you like exactly what it, but I'm pretty sure that it's just like broadcast on the sports network. Let me, uh... Well, my understanding on, uh... Foreign uh, pay-per-view is that it's really kind of non-existent. They're not used to paying to watch something like we are here in America. Right. Like yeah. Pride, Pride was never on Japanese pay-per-view. It was on American pay-per-views. It was on Japanese free TV. And I think it's pretty much the same with uh, uh, mixed martial arts. Even when it's filmed over in uh, in Europe, they watch it for free. We may pay pay-per-view for it, but you know we usually get it for free. But Anything that we pay pay-per-view for, they're getting for free usually just because that's the way it is over there. Right, yeah, there's not – It's yeah, again, like people aren't used to paying for TV. Pay-per-view is kind of a, an American thing for the most part. Oh. So, yeah. Right on. Well, I mean, you know, okay. Yeah. Lucky bastards. I know, like paying toilets is a is a thing in Asia. What? Don't they that's pay for toilets? That's crazy talk. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. So, anyways, UFC 120. Um, what a boot it. Which is weird, because this is the car, like one of the cards I'm more excited for. Uh, a, it's free, which is nice, but uh, way more interesting fights on this card than I think 119 had to offer. Yeah. And I had to pay money for that. Yeah, you did. Oh, sucker. So um, I guess we'll start with the main event, Michael Bisping, Yoshihiro Akiyama. All right. That is, uh, you know, the, the great British hope versus... Um, a notable Japanese uh, Akiyama, import. Akiyama, yeah. Yeah. I, I would I would say go Akiyama all the way. Across the sky. Yeah. Really? No, I, I wouldn't say that at all. Yeah. Not so much? Not so much. Okay. <laughs> Fair yeah, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Michael Bisping, you know, he, he, he got his loss out of the way to Dan Henderson, and I think, you know, he's kind of slowly rebuilding his hype. And I know he still doesn't have a lot of uh, American fans because he talks with an accent and stuff like that. You know what? He sounds smarter than me, and I hate him for yeah. it. But really, like, I mean, that that does seem to be a lot of... I, I blame pro wrestling for teaching Americans that dislike foreigners, basically. If you want to blame anybody. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't hate Michael Bisping. Uh, you know, if anything, he's just, you know, at times demonstrated poor fight strategy in that, you know, again, the Dan Henderson fight... Circling into Dan Henderson's power hand. Which... Yeah, but Henderson could knock you senseless with either hand. So. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, it was pretty obvious Henderson was loading up that right hand. Yeah, well, I mean, you don't want to walk into his right hand, but walking into his left hand isn't a good option either. That's what happened to Vanderlei Silva. Yeah, good point. Good point. But uh, you know, and Akiyama hasn't been super impressive in his time in the UFC. But so he needs. He's the... been solid. I mean, you know, he had a. Heck of a fight with Chris Lieben. A great back-and-forth slugfest until it ended with a surprising, you know, submission yeah, from fight. Lieben. And uh, before that, he beat up a uh, guy with horrible Johnny Cash tattoo. Mm-hmm. And that was an extremely close fight. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
some people, myself included, actually gave that one to Belcher. Right, Alan Belcher, that's his name. Sorry, yeah, I said it, it was. Uh, <laughs> I think it was a split decision. It might have been unanimous, but uh, I mean, it was a 29-28 fight. That was that was a really close fight. I think a lot of people forget that. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, Akiyama is good. He's a solid fighter, but he hasn't really had the success in the UFC that he's had overseas. Right. And uh, I don't really expect him to beat Bisping. I don't think Bisping will finish him off very likely. Um, Bisping is, you know, really kind of not in the business of finishing fighters too much these days. Are, are you saying Michael Bisping is going to fight for a decision? Uh, well, I'm just going to say that's what he's going to do. I'm sure he would love to knock him out. Yeah. Uh, he's not training under Greg Jackson, as far as I know. So that's not going to be his goal. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. But, yeah, he doesn't seem to, uh, um, you know, leave himself open a lot. Uh, but as a result, he does a lot of, you know, jab, stick, move kind of deal. And, uh, you know, that just that leads to dominant decisions more than it does, uh, you know, exciting knockouts. Right, yeah, I mean, his most recent uh, TKO was over Dennis Kang. That was, that was a pretty fun fight, but, you know, he's coming off that loss to Vanderlei Silva, uh, the decision. But, yeah, no, like, I I, I think it's going to be a close fight, but I do favor Bisping in this and, you know, probably a decision. Yeah. I mean, uh, Akiyama, if, if Akiyama, if anything, demonstrated that he's hard to knock out. Yeah. Because uh, Chris, Chris Lieben was trying. Yeah, and Chris Lieben's good at knocking people out. <laughs> yes, he is. He hits hard. What do you think, Matt? Oh, I'm still going to go with Akiyama. I'm going right. to give this one right. to the underdog. Um, Big fan of the... Uh- with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, the opera music entrance, huh? Absolutely. Yeah. I love the opera. Classy. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Classy. Well, yeah, I mean, you think Michael Bisbing would come out to something nice and classy like that, but that red coat can, uh, can you know, hop a boot over the head. I don't know. I don't know. I forget. Go eat a shepherd's pie or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like British people. I really can't think of that. That bender can, <laughs> I don't know, limey Is bird something or other. Something. Uh, yeah. Take off, Elway. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm just not into the British slang right yeah, now. I guess I'm usually sorry. a bit better than this. Sorry, it's all right. It's all right. Speaking of British people, Dan Hardy, Carlos Condit. Um, I'm calling it now. That's gonna be fight of the night. Mm. I can see it. Yeah. Uh, both guys are pretty exciting. Um, you know, Dan Hardy coming off of his loss to George St. Pierre. Uh, interesting, I'm looking here on SureDog, they've got Dan Hardy at number four welterweight, which, uh, you know, he's good. He's got some solid wins, but I think that's a little ambitious. Yeah, but he's definitely, a, you know, a top-level level welterweight. I mean, uh, obviously, you know, you, you look at, you know, his fight against GSP, and he didn't do anything too impressive other than not get submitted. But, uh, you know, he's had some solid wins in the UFC, and, uh, you know, I don't think he's going to have to worry as much for, about the takedown from uh, Carlos Condit in this fight. Although Condit capable of winning fights on the ground, he just seems to be more interested for the most part in, you know, the, the quote-unquote standing and banging with uh, with other fighters. Yeah, um he seems to get the wins, but he also seems to take a lot of punishment on the way. Yeah, like he the, his last several wins, which he's both – yeah, or his last several fights with both won. He he looked like he was losing for a good portion of those fights. Uh, yeah. Jake Ellenberger and then most recently Rory McDonald. Um, you know, until he got that TKO on Rory McDonald, he was he was he was getting beat up pretty bad. This could be the one where he switches up his game plan. People have been doing that recently. Yeah. Yeah, it goes in and, threes. <laughs> and he is with Greg Jackson. Yeah, so uh, we might see. I I expect we'll see at least a, a round or two of you know, the 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 stand up. I really hope so. I would probably lean towards uh, Dan Hardy for something like that. Yeah, I think I think Hardy's not as wild with his with his stand up, and he's a lot more technical. Um, and for the most part, he's he's demonstrated from what I've seen at least he can, he can take a pretty solid hit. Um, you know, but uh, you know if if Condit fights that that smart fight, maybe he'll go for a takedown. But he, even then, um, you know. 
despite, again, getting trounced soundly by uh, George St. Pierre, I think Dan Hardy probably learned a lot from, the, from that loss. And A is, is pre- probably pretty decent at um, maybe getting out from under people. Yeah, he'd be a darn fool not to have learned anything from right. that. You know, I mean, you have to be really stubborn to get to that level to yeah. fight a competitor like that. Then, yeah. the, uh, dominated probably is in a right, smothered, you know. Smothered, yeah, yeah, yeah. Smothered. So that's got to be something that he focused on after that, he, not even knowing who he was going to fight next. Yeah. It's just a, a weak yeah. part in his game. Then he, he needs to step up yeah. if he wants to be back up there. Right. If you're going if you're going to want to be around the the top fighters in the in the welterweight division, you gotta you gotta learn some raffling. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, the, a lot of British fighters, you know, they're uh, slow to come around to it, but uh, I think I think they're they're figuring it out. Um, but again, I don't think Carlos Condit's going to be able to take down Dan Hardy as easily as uh, you know George St. Pierre was, and you know e- even then, you know he might threaten him more with strikes on the ground. But I don't think he's going to be able to you know throw on any crazy submissions um, successfully, at least. But I you know I, I see Dan Hardy probably taking a, a decision on this. Right. Okay, well I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with Condit by decision. Crazy. Uh, All right. But I do expect it to be a very exciting fight. I am with yep. you on that one. Um, I just think he's going to get beat up a lot early and then kind of turn it on later. Um, I would expect probably Hardy to win the first round. Yeah. But then I'm going to go with Condit for the next two. That's the way I see it playing out. So, so you don't think, Dan, the outlaw Hardy is going to steal the last round? Uh no, I don't think he's going to do that at all. Oh, fine. <laughs> fine then. Yeah. So, so anyways, John Hathaway and Mike Pyle are fighting on this card also. Oh, snap. John Hathaway of the guy who beat up Diego Sanchez fame. Yeah, man, he whooped his ass. Yeah, that was Diego Sanchez's return to welterweight, right? Yeah, which I think he got sent back down to lightweight after that. Man, just make up your mind, Sanchez. Well, he right. wasn't too happy with it. He was that fight. Oh, yeah, I mean, he seemed like, you know, not not take anything away from uh, the hitman Hathaway, but uh, uh, Sanchez did seem kind of out of shape in that fight a little bit. Well, th- you can kind of look that way sometimes when you're getting your ass kicked. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know how his conditioning was, but he certainly got his ass kicked. Yes, he did. Unanimous loss, and that was back at, uh, you know, 114. And, uh, you know, John John Hathaway, another uh, up-and-coming uh, British fighter. You know, maybe maybe a few more wins. Have his name in the, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say three or four more wins. Maybe have his name in the... Uh, in the tabloids, the paper. In the discussion. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the discussion, the talk. Yeah, but I mean, this is his, uh, I believe his fifth fight in the UFC. He's got, you know, debuted at ni- uh, UFC 93. Win over Tom Egan, then Rick Story, Paul Taylor, Diego Sanchez. So he's working his way up the ladder. And, uh, you know... Mike Pyle would be another another uh, name on a list. Yes, which I fully expect him to be a name on a list. Um, not that he's, you know, sucky or anything, but I think uh, I think he's going to lose. Yeah, he doesn't, doesn't have anything special to offer, maybe? or You know, he... Uh, yeah, I just don't really see him as being very special in any particular way. I'm looking at his face right now, and... Uh, <laughs> You know, like, he does seem vaguely familiar to me, but I watch a lot of UFC, and, like, I can't think of a whole lot that this guy's really done to stand out. Um, so, yeah, he's going to lose this fight. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I would mention is, you know, uh, Mike Pyle uh, got a few submission wins on his on his record in that most of his wins are by submission. And uh, with John Hathaway being British, you know how they don't like to fight on the ground. Nope. So maybe 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 look look uh, you know for Mike Pyle to, Pyle to get a submission, but uh, you know no, I do favor uh, Hathaway in this fight. Yeah, well Hathaway looked to have some pretty good takedown defense against Diego Sanchez. Yeah. Um, although that may have been just that he caught him with the the, the big knee at the right time. Yeah. Because, uh, man, but, that looked like it really hurt. Yeah. So far, so good with with Hathaway and defending that takedown for the most part. So um, yeah, no, I like Hathaway. I like him by decision. I'm gonna go ahead and give him a knockout on this one. Wow, very nice. Feeling rowdy. All right. Uh, speaking of knockouts, uh, Chet Congo fighting Travis Brown. Oh, isn't he gorgeous? Oh, oh, you mean punches? Huh. Chet Congo uh-huh. sure likes to punch and kick people hard. 
All right. Now, I'm not really sure who Travis Brown is. Yeah, I don't know. Like he, uh, oh, his first fight was at the last Ultimate Fighter finale, so he, has, he hasn't been on UFC TV yet. Which is why I don't know him. Oh, good. I'm glad we're, like, sometimes fighters we should know, we're like, yeah, I, I don't know who that guy is. Travis Brown? No. He, he's a new guy. Yeah. Oh, he beat him. Okay, no, no, no. We did see the, uh, yeah, I did see that, that James McSweeney fight. I do remember that. Oh, was that on televised? Yeah, that, 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 was, that was on the Ultimate Fighter finale. Uh, yeah, I think that was on TV. But, yeah, McSweeney did not, uh, he got beat up. Yeah, he got his ass kicked. Went down a weight class. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Travis Brown, 10-0, eight TKOs, one submission, one decision. Um, so this, I would think, would be a good stand-up and bang fight. Yeah. Uh, one notable thing here, looking at his stats, is he's 6'7". He's a large he's, man. Uh, yeah, that makes him pretty tall. Let's check out Czech Congo's height. Oh, six four. So he's gonna be the the shorter man. Class of the Titans, right there. Um, but you know, it, it, and again, I, it's been a while since I saw that Travis Brown uh, James McSweeney fight. But I mean, I, I think Brown was able to get him down uh, quite, you know, maybe not easily, but he was able to get McSweeney down a few times. And that's uh, if any, if Czech Congo has just one weakness, <laughs> it, it would be the ground game. Yes, and his takedown defense. I, I said just one. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> Yeah, no, but, uh, you know, uh, if Brown wants to, you know, take this to the ground, I don't foresee him having a problem with that, you know. No, because it's really not too hard. Yeah, you, you don't want to stand and bang with Czech Congo for the most part. Seems like yeah. a bad idea. But, I mean, Congo's coming off, uh, you know, he's uh, a bit of a rough patch. He's got that win over Paul Buentello recently, but, you know, he's... He got the submission from elbowing him in the thigh repeatedly. Hey, man, that really hurts. Oh, I'm sure it does. <laughs> but Chuck Liddell would laugh at you for it. <laughs> uh, I think there's a Chuck Liddell being asleep joke in there somewhere, but I, I won't make it. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, no, I mean, Chuck Congo's definitely one of those guys. He's a good, solid, middle, mid-level uh, heavyweight. You know, he's just, anytime he, he, he fights against the, the higher-end uh, heavyweights, he he doesn't have it. You know, Kane Velasquez, Frank Mir. Yeah, Keith Herring. Keith Herring <laughs> is not really a particularly outstanding wrestler. Yeah. And that, I think, is, says a lot about Chet Congo because Chet Congo made freaking Keith Herring look like he was an NCAA champion. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I, I'm sure he's improved his wrestling since then. I certainly hope he has. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, we just haven't really seen a whole lot of it. Uh mm. There's no shame in getting out-wrestled and punched a whole lot by Cain Velasquez, because he's good at that. And uh, the mirror fight was so damn short, you know. It was just big punch and then choke. He did do some out-wrestling against Paul Buentello, you know, did the offensive wrestling. But um, that really doesn't say a whole lot about him. Right, right. Because, you know, it's like, all right, well, yeah, you got that submission from elbows to the thighs on Paul Buentello, but who else are you going to do that to, you know? Because... Uh, you know, Paul Buentello is basically, uh, I don't want to call him a, a modern Tank Abbott. Well, he, but, he he's kind of the old guard, you know. He's, uh, yeah. Well, you know, he, he's a guy who's not particularly well-rounded. He's the, the sprawl and brawl kind of deal. And, uh-huh. Yeah, he, he's the old guard, but he, you know, like, he was not expecting to get taken to the ground. And once he did, it's just like, oh, man, I've got no clue what to do now. Uh-oh. Yeah. And yeah. that, the fight just kept doing that over and over again until it ended. So, um, you know, I'm going to go with uh, Congo here by virtue of me knowing who he is and what he's capable of. But uh, he is certainly outsized in this fight. Not only the three inches, but uh, a good 25, 30 pounds uh, as well. So he'll be the smaller man in the cage, so that'll be interesting. Yeah, we'll see, see how that plays out. Uh, also on the card, we have James Wilk, Wilkes, Claude Patrick. I think that those that's the last guaranteed fight. Five five fights sounds about right. Uh, yeah. James Wilkes of the Ultimate Fighter season whatever fame. Nine. Nine. Season nine. He was uh, UK versus US. Yeah. And um, you know, he he's coming off of uh, a loss to Matt Brown, but a win over uh, Peter Sabata back at uh, UFC 115. And um, you know, I 
I, I still haven't seen enough of James Wilkes to be like, oh, this is what he's good at, this is what he's bad at, you know, um, you know, and really prognosticate well on him. And I've seen even less of Claude Patrick because he's only fought in the UFC once. Uh, that that UFC 115 card was his debut. Um, but you know, he's pretty uh, pretty impressive in that getting a submission win over Ricardo Funch. Yeah, um, I like Wilkes's uh, submission game. Mm-hmm. Although he really gassed out in that fight to Matt Brown or Matt Brown. Um, I don't know what was up with that. It looks like he got a three-round decision in his last fight, so maybe he got his cardio issues worked out. But, um, I mean, just watching that, that fight against Brown, he uh, he was looking good in the first round and then just uh, couldn't suck it up for the later parts of the fight. Um, but other than that, he's he seems like a pretty solid fighter. His stand-up is decent, but he's, he seems like he's pretty good on the ground. Um but yeah, I don't know a whole lot about this guy he's fighting, uh, Claude Patrick. Right, yeah. I, I had missed UFC 115, so I have not seen his sole UFC fight yet. Yeah, no, I mean, like I said, he, he was pretty impressive, and you know, he's got a good ground game, uh, from from what I know. But uh, we'll see. I mean, I, I think Patrick definitely has the opportunity here to uh, to pull out the win. Um, and you know, screw it, I'll, I'll take him in the fight. I'll take Claude Patrick. Be, little be, a little, be a little, little bit contrary. Uh, Patrick is uh, twelve and one with all wins being by finish, nine of which are submissions. Yeah. So yeah. this could be a really fun grappling match to watch. Yes. Good point. Now, um, again, that that does it for the main card, I believe. Uh, you know. And. Uh, with it being a TV broadcast, I mean, I guess we could see, still see some prelims, that sort of thing, if, you know, some fights end early and stuff like that. But uh, I think they're working with a shorter time frame than they would be with a... Uh, pay-per-view? The pay-per-view. Well, it, they got to worry about the commercial breaks and all that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think the, the timing's going to be a little bit different. Um, but, yeah, I mean, those are pretty, pretty fun fights, and, you know, a, a few of them have some uh, interesting ramifications uh, down the line, you know. Uh, with the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Carlos Condit Dan Hardy fight kind of, you know, like, Rebuilding for Dan Hardy if he gets the win, and another step up for Carlos Condit if he takes it. And the Bisping Akiyama fight, um, you know, if Bisping takes that, you know, that that uh, you know another notch in his belt for his campaign to uh, you know maybe eventually one day get that that title shot. Which uh, you know again, yeah, I know the the hype kind of you know wore off with uh, Dan Henderson's right hand, but uh, you know Bisping's been rebuilding a little bit, and you know maybe maybe one day he can. Uh, Get get back to that level that uh, that the UFC. I mean, because honestly, I think the UFC was hoping he'd get get to that level where he earned a title shot. Because you know it'd be the whole like, oh, the first British guy, you know, to you know maybe win a title or take a title, that sort sort of thing. And you know. Yeah, and then as soon as he lost, like, ah, screw it, let's give it to Hardy. Dan Hardy. Dan Hardy's the next great uh, hope for Britain. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, and and again, you know, it, it, get to see the development of John Hathaway. That sort of thing. So some fun fights, and I, th- I think the Czech Congo Travis Brown fight will be uh, maybe be some fireworks there. That should be cool. Yeah, and it's free. Yay! Free. Free. Standing out to me right now, uh, looking at the card here is uh, I'm surprised how far down Spencer Fisher is on the card. Well, he, he's he's he's, he's fa- just fighting some local guy by the looks of things. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's he's fallen fallen a ways down uh, the the UFC's pecking order. I mean, he's had some rough. Rough times, fight-wise, at least, you know. I guess he has lost his last two fights. Yeah, it's been a while since he's done that really cool flying knee KO or whatever it was, front flip thing. What have you done for me lately, Spencer Fisher? That is, that is. I mean, you know, certainly, you know, I don't, I don't think his skills have degraded or anything like that. But as far as promotional-wise goes, you lose one or two, you know, you lose a couple fights in a row. They're gonna, they're gonna start. uh, They're not gonna be pushing you as hard, maybe. So it's kind of too bad, but uh, you know, the, the king can maybe bounce back with this 
this fight, see what happens. Yes. Maybe, we shall see. Maybe get a woo out of him. Big fan of the Nature Boy that Spencer Fisher is. That limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun. The, the same, the same. Um, yeah, so that's the that's the upcoming UFC 120 card. Uh, looking at the, the calendar, um, I'm not sure what else is coming up here. Hey, Bellator. No. Yeah. yeah. Not not so much for you guys, but uh, I believe it's the heavyweight finals, which. Um, not like a heavyweight. Sounds slow and sluggish. Right, exactly. The only thing is there, I mentioned him, I think, last week, but uh, Cole Conrad, who uh, I believe is a wrestling compatriot of Brock Lesnar, uh, fighting for the, yes. uh, the Bellator's inaugural heavyweight belt. Now that we're in Brocktober and all. Right. But uh, fair warning for someone who hasn't seen Cole Conrad. He does not look like Brock Lesnar. Oh. He he is uh, he he's a little bit more Roy Nelson flavored. <laughs> really? Yeah. Nice. Him him and Brock Lesnar. He has a mullet have, then. Is that what you're telling me? He, him and Brock Lesnar do not have the same workout regime. Ah. Put it that way. You know what? We like Roy Nelson too. Yeah. We do. We do like Roy Nelson here. We do. But uh, yeah. Because so, I I think Cole Conrad gets like, some of the hype, the rub from the Brock Lesnar. Uh, uh, connection, but, and then you're like, oh, that's this him. Guy, this guy isn't a Brock Lesnar clone, <laughs> yeah. and he's not. But you know, does this guy chew Brock Lesnar's food for him? <laughs> what is this? But uh, you know, if you're looking for some non-UFC, non-Strike Force action, uh, Bellator got a few more weeks going on. And if you have, you know, oh, it's baseball season though. You might get it's the playoffs now. You might get a uh, some serious local sports preemptions. Kind of the bad news with Bellator being on the Fox Sports Network. Mm. A lot of a lot a lot of delays for uh, in big sports markets. Yeah. You know, luckily us being up here in Alaska, I haven't had that problem too much. Uh, I'm every, sure it's every, else. every once in a while, I get a Mariners game or something like that that's delaying, or like soccer or something like that. But yeah, you know, I, I hear some markets are just really terrible in that. Like every week, it's a it's a delayed event for Bellator in the local market. So, um, Big at Bellator. Yeah. Yeah. Who, cares? Who cares, right? Who cares? Baseball rules. Bellator sucks. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, what else we have out there? Uh, speaking of, uh, you know, mixed martial arts companies that are important. Um, Go on. Yes. UFC 125 will have Shane Carwin fight Roy Nelson. Is yeah. that is that official now? That's what I'm saying. Ooh. Uh, Shane Carwin tweeted it. So it's got to be. Didn't he also tweet that he never did steroids, though? <laughs> hey oh, I'm joking. Why well, you didn't tweet that? Allegedly, steroids allegations is what happened. Yeah, I think this should be an interesting fight. Yeah, definitely. I can't wait for uh, Roy Nelson to kick his butt. I don't think no. that's going to happen, but... No, but I, I do, I mean, because they... And again, who knows how, how much mainstream audiences pay attention to that, but I mean, they, they had a bit of a, a, of a tweet down online, you know? Yeah, wasn't uh, wasn't Shane Carwin calling Roy Nelson fat and all that stuff? Right, because Roy Nelson and I think it was a pretty innocuous comment, but the day that those allegations about Shane Carwin's steroid being on that steroid list in the past, uh, Roy Nelson said he's like, oh, saw this in the news, kind of disappointing, and like Shane Carwin put that took that as like a personal affront, and was like, well, maybe so and so should stop being so fat and stuff. <laughs> I'm Some paraphrasing. people around here shouldn't use but Burger King. Right. <laughs> But uh, you know, it's a uh, paraphrasing, of course. But yeah, so they had a, a little bit of a of a tiff, a little bit of a dust up, a little dust up, buddy. Yeah, but uh, you know, I, I think that'd be. Uh, I, I, uh, yeah, no, that's a, that's a great fight. I mean, talk about uh, your. Uh, that should be fun. Like both ways, like there's great heat on both of those guys. Right, and it's again, and I think we talk about it every time with Warren Ellison, but like, hey, he doesn't look like a like a good fighter, and and Shane Carwin has a lot of muscles for some reason. <laughs> And big hands, Tobin. Don't forget about those big hands. He's got Donkey Kong hands. Yeah, man. so I mean, that's going to be really super exciting. Like, people are really uh, liking Roy Nelson, I think. He seems like to be a, a fun, lovable he, guy, unless you saw him on The Ultimate Fighter. He's the new Forrest Griffin, I think. Ooh, could be, could be. And uh, then Shane Carwin had really great potential and still does with like yep. the mainstream fans the the people that are just focusing on you know the heavyweight championship yeah, yeah yeah so you know there's good points on both of them hopefully Roy Nelson can just take him down and and weigh him down well you know 
I know this is early to get into our in-depth predictions, but I'm going to go ahead and give uh, Shane Carwin maybe a 50% chance of knocking Roy out in the first. Yeah, and a 100% chance of losing in the second if he doesn't. Hey man, I'm sure he'll have that he'll have that medical condition taken care of at that point. <laughs> Where he gets tired yeah. <laughs> while exerting energy. It's called gassing out. Yeah. Yeah. The uh long out of windness. Yes. That was embarrassing. And Roy Nelson, he's got that switch to flip. You, you, you can know, flip it. He's got all that energy around his waist. Yep. He's ready. Energy to burn. Alright, well that's something to really look forward to. Anything uh, else immediate in the uh I guess I, I I was over at my friend Caleb's house the other day. Okay. And Uh-oh. it turns out that Forrest Griffin wrote a book. He's he's written two. <laughs> he's written two. Yeah. What's up with that? <laughs> you, you're not one for going to bookstores, are you? I was in well, Barnes and Noble the other day. I I uh, I go to I go to used bookstores right. and I don't look for survival books because I'm Are at a ready freaking bookstore. Goes down, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so is he? Does he have credentials for no, that kind a, of thing? No, it's a comedy book. It's a comedy book. He's yeah. a hilarious man. Have you read it? Unintentionally, he sure is. No, Forrest Griffin is a is a goofy, jovial everyman. Yes, and he writes goofy, jovial everyman books. Okay, but I he, didn't mean to say make it sound insulting. I know, I know. I saw, I, I'm I'm sorry. I guess I came off pretty pretentious and insulting that he had written a book. Fighters can write books. I know they can. He had a co-writer. I was, yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> All right, will you stop? <laughs> will you, will you like stop making me sound like a jerk and then just kind of saying jerkier stuff, but while still making me look like the bigger ass? That's kind of my gimmick. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag. Yeah. Know, like. <laughs> it's your deal. Kind of my, kind of my thing. Yeah, I was just, I was just very surprised, yeah. and I did not know. I have not read. He it. wrote a book. Two books. Two books about surviving when the S goes down. Yeah, uh, yeah, that came out came out uh, recently, <sighs> within the last few weeks or month or so. And, and my friend uh, has has read it from cover to cover. What do you think? I don't know. He, he was drunk. He, he, he read it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know if you if you're ever gonna put any of that into practical use. It's like the zombie survival guide. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of interesting things out there that are completely unapplicable to your life unless you have a shotgun reservoir, you know, outside of your house. Like, those are things that are, yeah, those are things that are good, but in accordance to our lifestyle, and I know his lifestyle, he will not be using any of those in the near future. He'll be one of the first ones gone when the apocalypse happens. Right, well, I mean, you know, when when zombies rise from the grave, I, I think we all pretty much have about the same amount of a... Same shot, you know. We are in Alaska, so we do have the benefit of that. Yeah. Whew. Okay. Well, that's my piece of news. <laughs> Everyone seemed to know. <laughs> New. Everyone seemed to know that. <laughs> yes. Uh... Horace Griffin literate? <laughs> Question mark? Guess so. It was funny, though. He signed his name just one big X. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, now I'm out of things to talk about. I mean, it was a a solid Strike Force card, and we got a, a what should be a solid uh, UFC solid card coming free up. Free UFC, but Thank yeah, ni- nice nice week of back to back MMA events. Should should be a good time. And uh, enjoy Brocktober if you guys are Spike TV fans. Woo, Brocktoberfest. October. Yes. See, see Brock Lesnar do. I man, I gotta say, I hope he keeps his beard for the fight. Like, I don't know if you guys seen that, but it's mm-hmm. awesome. Is it a bit of beard? Going on? He's got he's got a mountain man beard going on. Does he? Right. Yeah. Oh snap! He look, he looks like some sort of Viking. And he'll just like open his mouth and just ruin the whole illusion yeah. for you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, in an ideal world, Brock Lesnar would not talk and just look <laughs> like a look like a giant Viking caveman and uh, you know fight good. <laughs> he fight hard. Oh. <laughs> Brock smash. Brock smash face. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in to the audio choke here at MMATorch.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at Audio Choke. Leave a comment. Go to the forum. Start a conversation. One of these days, one of you will. And it will be a wonderful time when it happens. So until next time. I'm Greg Rowan. I'm Tobin Shelby. And I'm Matt Collins. So we'll catch you then. Inside the Audio Choke. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
Good job, everybody. Yay. We, we did it. We did it. All right. Well, get back to your uh, rock band. All right. You just put it on pause, didn't you? <laughs> no, I was actually still playing the whole time. <laughs> I thought I recognized some clicking. <laughs> All right, man. We'll see you. Now I got the new Green Day one. Ooh. Pretty sweet. Yeah. Ghost busting makes you feel good. <laughs> it's not even on there, but still, it should be. 